0: Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asien. Napoleon Asien is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asien has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry Teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Shall
1: we stand to our feet? Help me to welcome the man of God, the very
0: son of the prophet, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills, the one and only. Our pastor, my pastor, Bishop Napoleon Essien.
2: Hallelujah. Amen the men and amen the ladies. Are you blessed to be in church? I said, are you blessed to be in church? And today I'm talking about a church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into a soccer match. Oh, I'm sorry. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into a political rally. But he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because in his house there is fullness of joy. Whatever that means is becoming your portion in the name of Jesus. May your joy be full. Bible says, in his house there is fullness of joy. May your joy be full. Lift your hands and thank God for being in church being in his house. Oh yes. Jacob said "Ah, the house of God is the gate of heaven. The house of God is the gate of heaven. That is what Jacob told us. Oh, yes. So if you find yourself to be in church, the house of God, you have appeared at the gate of heaven. What a glorious moment. What a fantastic, oh, yes, glorious time for you to be in the gate of heaven, the house of God. Oh, the pillar of truth. Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. Oh, somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be where you are, for the opportunity to receive from you. We don't take it for granted, Lord. Many will love to be here, but somehow they've not been able. But Lord, your word declares... Bless is the man who the Lord chooses and causes to appear before him. We have appeared in Zion. Hey, kabalabasante. Ronde Limo Sheka Bande Lima Sute Rokasakata Baluba Shakatele Mo Le Rokata Jesus Makotanda Rianda, Laba. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning, we lift our hands to you. We call on you. We say have your way. Do what you've purpose to do. Oh, yes, in our lives. May we not be the same because we are here in your presence. Because we have appeared in Zion. Oh, yes, thank you for the uncountable, the multitude of angels that have joined. Thank you that we are here right in Zion. Oh, yes, oh God, and let your Holy Spirit do something new in our lives. Ah, uh, May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God. We welcome you and we say, have your way. Do something new. Heal our bodies. Oh, deliver us from our, oh yes, oppressions and depressions and pain and the things that are weighing us down. Father, we lift our hands and we call on you. We say, have your way and let your will be done in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a sigh. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Are you here? Fantastic. So we've been sharing and talking about the Apostles Creed. How many have been here through the series? And those who have not been here, please, it will be good if you can. Get it, if you can get the series, it's on the podcast. And it's also, where else can we find it? Okay, at least the podcast. And if there is a member of ours who is not yet here, we have a private uh, group that uh, is also live streaming as we are here. So if your member is still home or she's on her way to Cape Town, parklands but she's not arrived there is a way for her to join the service hallelujah yeah for those who are not here if you are here please come and attend in person hallelujah so we've been sharing about the Apostle's creed hallelujah it's one of the confessions that we are teaching about we were dealing with confessions that's where all started do you remember yeah, and we spoke about a first confession, confession of our what? The confession of faith is what we are doing now. That's the apostle's creed, but we confess our sins. Now, before you confess your sin, you were a sin. So the first we do is we confess Jesus for us to be born again in. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10. Bible says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. What? You shall be... I can't hear you? Wow. So, to be saved, you don't confess your sins. Which one will you confess? That, that of yesterday or last year? So, to be saved, you confess Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And after you are saved now you can have a sin so when you sin in first john chapter one verse number seven eight and nine bible says that if we say we have no sin then we are lying and the truth is not in us but he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we only confess hallelujah good so we also confess our sins and we also have confession for healing in James, the Bible says we should confess our faults one to another that we may be healed. That is when your prayer becomes effectual. Then he said, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous heart availeth much. In other words, the reason why most of us, our prayers don't work is you have not confessed the things you have done to other people. Hey, you are trying to do as though. Uh, it doesn't exist. Are you here? Yeah, you have gossiped about somebody. The person has found out. Just go and say, that, I'm sorry. It was the old man. Now, uh, I've have, I have put on the new uh, man. But don't do as though you did not do anything. It, it doesn't exist. It doesn't allow your prayers to work. But when you confess your fault one to another, Bible says, then the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous who avail much so that when you pray, when you say, Lord, I need this, suddenly God will give it to you. Hallelujah. And also in the uh, sweet hour of prayer, we've been talking about knowing the will of God concerning your prayer. Yeah. Your prayer life. And one of the the, uh, knowledge that I really love is prayer and uh, forgiveness. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty five. he said, when when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying. So it means, if you don't want to forgive, don't pray. Are you understanding that? So what is the use of praying when you, you have a lot of people you have not forgiven? You, you begin to, uh, you see, some of you are not joining, so I'm preaching the... Uh, uh, <laughs> over here everyone here please be part of the sweet hour of prayer and be part of the speaking in tongues it's designed for us to build up our spiritual life amen do you know that even christian shepherds cannot pray one hour in tongues how much more in their understanding when you read and jesus told peter what Could you not watch with me for an hour? Then say, "Oh, Peter, you need to ask yourself. Oh, put your name there, (laughs) because you have even got a Holy Ghost baptism, speaking in tongues, and still you cannot pray for an hour. I dare you try it. Put the uh, the time on and set one hour. You you notice that you, you are not able to." Because you don't time yourself, sometimes you pray a lot. You think that you've prayed for a long time. It's 18 minutes, I'm telling you. If you watch the time, you notice that hey. sometimes you will pray a lot. You think that you've prayed for an hour. When you watch, it's three minutes. Then you notice that no. That is when you decide to change the prayer time. You say, oh, I will pray another time. It looks like the time is not going. So let's join the prayer time and Let's pray. Amen. So we also see the confession. We confess our uh, fault and our sins one to uh, the other so that we'll be healed. Don't forget that when you confess your sins to God, he forgives you. By telling the person you have wronged that I am sorry what I have done is what brings the healing. It heals your relationship. It heals you so that your prayer becomes buoyant. Do like this, buoyant. Yeah, your prayer becomes huge. Yeah, now when you pray, your prayer is touching small because there are people you have not forgiven. Hallelujah. Then the fourth type of confession that we have been on is the confession of our faith. Are you here? Yeah. And I did explain that the word in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10, can we quote that scripture together? One, go. There's trouble here. Okay. Let all, King James, we are all going. You see, sometimes you don't know the thing. When you don't quote, him, when we say, oh, we are not quoting King James. <laughs> so let's all quote from King James. One, go. Ah you are cheating <laughs> that if you shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Then he explains For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I said that this is, you see, he was giving you a general uh, principle but specific in what he was talking about. Okay? Yeah, the general principle is that whatever you believe in, don't believe it in your mind. Believe it with your heart. Then you confess it. But he had all already, he had just taught us how To believe in Jesus Christ. So he used this to explain that with the heart you believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth you confess unto salvation. It doesn't mean that any time you confess it's only salvation that comes. No. You can confess to have a car. You can believe with your heart to be healed. But when you believe with your heart you complete it with Confession. Yes, you believe that God will heal you, but believe it and confess it, that I am healed. Are you here? So that's the confession we've been talking about, that it is a general principle to believe. You can't believe with your hand. You can't believe with your eye. You can't believe with your leg. You believe with your heart. Are you getting it? And you confess with your mouth. Amen. Good. So, in the same way, when we come to the confession of our faith, you need to know what we believe in as Christians, as the body of Christ. What do we believe in? So, the Apostles' Creed is the summary of what we believe in as the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Okay. So, we've been doing, the Apostles' Creed is also called the 12 Articles of the Faith. Amen? And we've been taking article after the article. And we have done eight so far. Is that not it? So today, we want to do the ninth article, OK? And I want us, who can volunteer to uh, join me to recite the Apostles' Creed from top to down? You want to volunteer? Who? <laughs> 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 you, you want to come? Yeah, maybe. I need a book. I need some books. Get me some books. You, you you may never know. I want to give some people books if you're able to recite the Apostles' Creed. Because it's very important. Who is going to help? Okay, let all of us begin from the top. Then after that, I will call one after the other. Some people are scratching their head. Okay. One, go. Now, Hey. Okay, let's go. One, go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by, yes, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Hallelujah. Okay, now no cheating. Please let it go off. Who can do us that favor? What books do we have? Okay. Books for free. Apostles, the confession of our faith. Who will try? Hey. You don't want to try? Okay, our sister there, please come. Who else? Okay, you can, yeah. Who, Who also want to try? that I'm very proud of you who, who is also coming go ahead
0: I believe in God the father almighty creator maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ his only son our lord our lord
2: uh, it's not easy to stand here For her to come, she can. Who else? I have free books. You don't want even for the carriage to come. Where are the little ones? Do you have this book? No, please. You don't have it. Okay. For even attempting. Yours may not be the same. <laughs> you want to try? Okay. Why not? Wow. Hey, wh- why are you pulling your dress? It's, short. it's too short. It's longer when you are in front and shorter at the back. Wow. <laughs> Let's go.
1: I believe in God the Father Almighty, the Maker of Heaven and Earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was who suffered, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead and buried he he ascended from he ascended he, to hell.
2: No, yeah, descended. He
1: descended to hell on the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come and judge the quick the and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost. the the holy catholic church the communion of the saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body body. and the life everlasting Wow. wow
2: Charlie the guys you are disgracing me the guys are disgracing me which of them do you want take it the sweet influence of the holy spirit Charlie, guys, 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 you are disgracing me. No guy yet. Ah, wow, I have been redeemed.
1: Go ahead. I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under, under Pontius Pilate, he died. Was, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. He rose again on the third day. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. I believe in the Holy Ghost. Oh, He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Catholic Church. In the communion of the saints, in the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the dead, and life everlasting.
2: Wow. <laughs> Tell Which one? Many are caught. It's a good book. My, my, my. Who else? Who else? You can see that they know it, but to stand here is not simple. Who else? Okay. Which male you want to try? Yeah, come. I need... uh, Which guy? A guy should also come. The ladies are... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your time is getting finished.
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost? um, Born
2: of
0: the Virgin Mary. Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he arose again.
2: He rose from the dead?
0: Yes, please. (laughs) On the third day, he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Catholic Church, in the communion of saints, in the resurrection of the body, um, the forgiveness of sins, and in life everlasting.
2: You tell you some things, but for being here, which one? Okay, steps today. the other. It's left with two books. Look, guys, this will be here for you. As I'm preaching, I can call anyone. <laughs> okay, but let all of us say it together one goal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, and he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hallelujah. Fantastic. So today we are going to do the church, and the church is so important. Amen. So that's the Article 9. I believe in the in the Holy Catholic Church. It's the same. When you do it, you put colon there. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, colon. That means you believe in the communion of the saints. It is not different. It is the same. If you believe in the Holy Catholic Church, it means you believe in the communion of the of the saints hallelujah what is the meaning those who have been to school uh help us what is the meaning of the word catholic catholic hello so when we say the catholic church we are not referring to the roman catholic that you know we are talking about the universal church they have a role to play in the whole body of christ okay yeah they have a very, I mean, all the churches we see today in the world have come out of the Roman Catholic Church. They were the first to come. Are you getting it? The church age started with the, on the day of Pentecost. The church is not the building. It's the gathering of the people of God. So when you read the Bible, there are three types of churches that you read about. And when you don't know, you may think that, you are reading about the same church. Sometimes the, 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 the scriptures that you'll be reading may be referring to the universal church. And sometimes it will be referring to a sessional church. And sometimes it will be also be talking about the local church. Are you here? So there's the local church, there's the sessional church, and there's the universal church. Now all come together to form the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the church is the gathering. And the first church gathered on the day of Pentecost. That's when Jesus said, oh, don't go out. Go and wait. After that, you have received the Holy Ghost. Okay? You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. He was not talking about a, a local church. At the time, it was the building. It was the, it was the beginning of the church era. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't know the message of the Bible, you may not even understand why we are here and why you need to come to church and what you are doing. Because you need to understand where we have come from. You know, good uh, if you are a manager or a supervisor or any kind of uh, uh, person who has uh, authority over people or systems. You may join a company today, but the way to understand and contribute into the company is not to concentrate on just what you are doing. You see, you may be employed and put behind a box or a computer to do something. What you are doing is a part of a whole. How many understand what I'm talking about? What you are doing is a part of a whole. So if you don't understand where you get your raw materials from, And when you finish where it is going to, you will not work well. So people who have worked well and who have done well and who are knowledgeable, the first thing they do when they take employment is to do flowchart. Hello? Yeah. You do flowchart to understand the process and you find out where you fit in the process. Where am I in this process? What are we doing as a company? what are we doing, what is it that we are doing, and where am I, what is my role, what I'm doing. If you understand that you are part of a process and you are part of a whole, you will be very much able to add. You can even modify the process. You can contribute to it. But if all you are doing is coming to church and going, coming to church and going, coming to church and going, and you don't understand why we come to church and we go, you don't understand what even cause for people being born again. You You will not be interested in people getting born again. You will not be interested in helping others to go to heaven. Because to you, you come to church and you go. You don't understand what is happening. Am I talking to anybody at all? So it's good to come to church, but you need to understand that. Why do I go to church? Why is the church important? And what am I doing when I go to church? What am I in church for? Hello? Hey, the people are becoming quiet. It's too early to be quiet. (laughs) Are you here? So it's very, very important. Now, when you look into the Bible, you notice that uh, something happened after God's creation. The Bible talks about the the, the creation of God from Genesis. And after the creation by Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man comes and it it distorts God's plan. Are you there? And after the fall of man, man tried to reconnect to God. Man tried all different attempts and different means to get back to God. The struggle continued and man was not able to connect. Are you there? So, what happened? God decided to make covenant with people who will serve him. So, that's when we begin to have the different covenant that God made with people. He tried different things. It did not work. That's why, I mean, they will have to sacrifice different things. God said that you'll be my people. You'll do this. you do this. I want you to serve me. Sin had entered, and God wanted peculiar people, special people, holy people, That he originally created. That if all will not, I can have some who will do my original intention. Hallelujah. So it begins from uh, Noah's time through to Abraham. So we have Noahic covenant, Abrahamic covenant. We have different covenants that God made with people like agreement that you will save me and I will bless you. You do this and different things. It did not work. And it got to a place. God noticed that, look, the only way out is to send his son. Hallelujah. That is when the word became flesh. To redeem not only some people, but to redeem all of us back to God. Are you here? So that brought us to what we just spoke about. The word becoming flesh. Okay, and dwelt among us as we beheld his glory, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and glory. Are you here? And after the word, after Jesus came and died and paid for the sins, that the turtles and the bulls and the cows, their blood could not clean, it covered. They would sacrifice animals to cover their sins. So every year they were doing it. And there is a difference between covering a sin and erasing a sin. So that's why the Bible says that, I mean, it is not possible that the blood of bulls can, can, can cover. There were still traces. There were still, a good Christian should be able to forgive in such a way that it looks like it never happened. Yeah. A good Christian, you, you should be able to do that. Hallelujah. So, with the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, paying for our sins, that is when the church age began. Hallelujah. Are you here? So, with that, with that, now he paid for everything we ever did wrong from Adam to us. So, anyone who have knowledge of it and received Jesus Christ, come join the church. Turn your Bibles with me, if you will. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, let's read from verse number 1 to 4. I believe in the church, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints. Are you there? Acts chapter 2, is in the Bible. I'm waiting for you. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Everybody is there. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them, clothing things like as of fire, and they sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. So this is the beginning of the church, the gathering of the people. Hallelujah. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18, when Jesus said, And I will build my church. He was not talking about the local church. He was talking, you know, at the, at the, at the time Jesus was going. That is what he said. He said, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. And for the first meeting of the church, he told the apostles that go into the upper room and wait for the Holy Ghost. The church without the Holy Ghost is a shrine. If a church exists and the Holy Spirit is not there, do you know that? I mean, that is what makes the church. He said, where two or three have gathered in my name. In my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. So the church is where two or three have gathered. And the first church gathering was in the upper room. When they gathered there and the Holy Spirit came and prayer was made. A church must pray. That's why when you saw the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2. The first thing that happened is that he gave them utterance; They began to speak in tongues. That's why he said, by house shall be called the house of prayer, not the den of thieves. Hallelujah. The church is called a house of prayer. Amen? Amen? So it is wrong to come to church when prayer is over. I'm preaching. It is wrong to be in the church and not have the Holy Ghost. The first church met and Jesus told them that wait till you have the Holy Spirit. It's not optional. If anyone has not God my spirit, Jesus said, you are none of mine. Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. He says, if you don't have, he had been with them. He had even given them an anointing power to heal and to cast out demons. But when he was going, he said, no, you need to have the Holy Spirit with you. Hallelujah. You need to have the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit must be in you, must be upon you, must transform you into something else. Hallelujah. So it is very important. It's not every gathering that is a church. A gathering in the name of Jesus is the church. A gathering that has the benefit, the privilege of the Holy Spirit being there, that is the church. Because many people gather for different Uh, purposes are you here yeah so every gathering is not a church the gathering that has a purpose of worshiping exalting and lifting up the living god with the presence of the holy spirit that is the church amen when we read the bible that is what we saw that they had to wait in the upper room for the holy ghost to come and for him to give them entrances in order for them to be able to pray hallelujah Amen the men and amen the ladies. So it is crucial in my life and in your life that the Holy Spirit must be there and you must speak in tongues of a necessity if you are part of the church. Hallelujah. So we've spoken about the universal church. Maybe I'll give you uh, scriptures to back it so that You understand what I'm talking about? Okay. In Galatians chapter 3, verse number 28, maybe I will start from the twenty-six. The Bible says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you, as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you see it? So in Christ Jesus... There is neither free or born, Jew or Greek. There is no male or female. We are all one. We are talking about the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So how do we join the body of Christ? You don't join. You may be in church today and you are not part of the body of Christ. Coming to church doesn't make you a member of Christ's body. Hello? Hello? That is why it is very dangerous. If you are not a member of Christ's body, you can do something against the body. It's okay. But when you become part of the body and you don't discern the body, I have not seen anybody. I mean, the only person who tries to do something against himself is to commit suicide. If you are not trying to kill yourself, then you don't do anything against your body. Am Am I with you or you are with me? Which one? (laughs) <laughs> are we together? Okay. We, if you see somebody doing something against his own body, then either he's possessed. There are pastors who are possessed by demons who are, who are st- stabbing and destroying their own body, the body that they are part. The only time we saw somebody in the Bible cutting himself was a madman was a bad man there are mad pastors all over do yeah but how can you you see if you are not born again you are not part of the body of christ how do you join the body you join the body by being born again when you are in christ if any man be in christ is a new creature all the old things have passed away behold all things have become new that is how you join the body of christ that is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when you read from verse, uh, I think, uh, 16, talking about the communion. Says, Some people took the communion without discerning the body. Discerning the body. And they, they slept. They died. You cannot, you cannot do something against the body of Christ. You are too small. You are too small to destroy the body of Christ. The body of Christ is so big. It's so resilient. The body of Christ is like an anvil that has worn out many hammers. You cannot be a little hammer trying to even destroy the local. It cannot work. You should know by now that it doesn't work. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why you cannot be watch pastors that rise up and talk against other churches, other pastors. Something is wrong. If you are really a man of God, you will notice that it's part of the body. Your smelly armpit, you have not cut it off. It's still there. inside your toes, you're in between your toes and your nails. Look at how it is. There are things that are not nice about you. You have not cut them off. Why are you cutting that of the church? You know. Recently, I noticed that my love, even for God, is not only for the local church. I noticed that. I noticed that it takes. It has always not been so. I cannot pretend to say that it has always not. But I, I can see it got to a level that I, I, my heart was not only for the local church, but the body of Christ. I noticed that no matter, no matter how rich you are in a country, like uh, who, who is the richest person in Nigeria? Aliko Dankote. Yeah. He's not, I'm not sure he's, I mean, people will respect him, but he's not respected much. You see, you can be a billionaire in a country. You are not known. You are known by your country. The respect people have for you is not you as an individual. The respect comes from the country you belong to. So no matter how glorious my local body will do, my local church will grow, the body of Christ in total, if it is not glorious, it doesn't work. That's why we have rich individuals in poor countries, but still the countries are not respected. Hello, do you know that we have rich individuals in even the poorest of the countries? So the country is not respected. So, so the, that's why God said, "I am giving you the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers for the." perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Jesus is interested in the body of Christ. He's talking about the universal church, not only the local church. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you see a Wesley church, if you see an Anglican, he's not your enemy. The fact that the person doesn't belong to Lighthouse doesn't mean he's your enemy. He's part. Of the body of Christ. In Corinthians chapter 12. I like it. When you start from verse number 12. It said the body is not one member. The body is not one member. If all your body was your eye. How are you going to walk? One big eye. Are you going to row? <laughs> you need to thank God. You need to thank God for the methodist. Catholic. The way we do our things, there are people who will never fit into our church. They need a cool place. The way we dance over here, some people don't like it. A church that when you are preaching, somebody can shout, hallelujah, amen. Some people don't like that one. They think that when you come to church, you need to be the the prayer is said in the head. Everything, you don't move, you don't dance, you don't do anything. Yeah, so that, I mean, so don't 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 criticize your leg. Don't criticize the sole of your feet. You can't have it to be as tender as your face. Your feet walks barefoot tender. You want your, you say why is my under of my feet very hard? It should be hard. It should be hard. <laughs> it should be hard. <laughs> if it is not hard. You will be walking like this. Because anywhere, if it's soft, anywhere you, you you step, you will feel it. Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. So that is why the churches, some of the churches are the way they are. Because a certain group of people who also find their way there. Are you here? Yeah. So the body is not one. Are we in? Yeah. For us, the body is not one. As the body is one. Okay, and has many members. And all the members of that one body, being many, are of one body. So is Christ. Can you see it? So is Christ. Verse number 13. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit continue for the body is not one member but many hallelujah i said the body is not one member but the church is not one member but anglican is part of us roman catholic is part of us pentecost is part of us assemblies of god is part of us Different things, they are all part of us. Hallelujah. If they recognize Jesus as their Lord and they believe in the Apostles' Creed, that's why we are saying it, confessing it so that we know what we believe in. Continue. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If you think that there are churches that don't speak in tongues, so they are not part of the Church of Christ, what are you talking about? That church is in the Bible. In some, uh, what do you call it? Acts chapter 19. When you read from verse number 1 to 6, there was a church that also did not speak in tongues, but they were helped to speak in tongues. Amen. We can all not be perfect at the same time. There are different that happens in the body and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth Paul having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples he said unto them have ye believed or have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed and they said unto him we have not so much head as we have not so much as head, whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him. We should come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. And when they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and when Paul had laid his hands upon them the holy ghost came on them and they speak with other tongues and prophesied hallelujah Amen. so instead of criticizing the church that they don't speak in church uh, in tongues it is your duty to go and explain to them that have you received the holy ghost since you believed you have not done that and you are criticizing the church You've seen other people who go to other churches. They don't speak in tongues. They have not had you as a Paul coming to educate them. Hallelujah. So, and this church was part of the church. But they, 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 they lacked a certain knowledge. And you, who knows? You need to expound the word of God and help others to come to the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are part of the body of Christ. Let me quickly uh, show you the churches we belong to, the different churches. I I don't know whether we can. Today is today, I tell you. (laughs) Today is today, and great day is today. Okay. All right. Okay, so quickly... Let me take this. So the universal church is spoken about in Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18. Jesus said, and he said unto and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. So you can see that it was the beginning of the building of the church. The church had not begun. So uh, the founding members of the church, the church, you know, so even today we have elders of the church. Peter for instance was part of the local church in Jerusalem but he was also an elder in the body of Christ. If you remember when they went to Antioch and other places and there were a lot of issues, and argument about who is a Christian, whether the Jews have to be circumcised. Are you getting, before they become Christians? Hey, it wasn't simple. You know, in our day, there is no my confusion. I mean, imagine that I say that I need to circumcise you before you <laughs> You can easily say the Pastor, I don't want to be a Christian. But they were so on fire that if that is what it takes, Because the Jews, their tradition was to be circumcised on the eighth day after birth. Are you getting it? And the Gentiles, they were not uh, circumcised. And they now became Christians. So the Jews look at them and say, no, no, no. We need to circumcise these guys before they can. Then Paul rose up and said, Jack, don't bring any confusion in the church. So they had to send people to Jerusalem to go to Peter and James and other people who were the pillars or the elders of the body of Christ, not the elders of the local church. In fact, Paul founded some of the churches in Macedonia, in different places in the Asia. Are you getting it? In the local church and sessions of the church, but when he came to the body of Christ, hello, are you here? you notice that he deferred some of the decisions to the apostles to make their decisions, because he respected them as the elders of the church. Are you here? So the local church is important, the sessional church is important, but the universal church is the most important. Hallelujah! Are you here? So we see this as uh, part of the universal church. Okay? Then, the investor Church is also spoken about in um, Matthew 18, verse number 17. Look at it quickly. I think we should do this. I am sure we will have to visit this topic again. I tell you. I have not done even one tenth of what we need to do. Matthew 18, verse 17. The Bible says, And if he shall neglect to hear them, let it uh, tell it unto the church. But if he neglects to hear the church, let him be unto, unto thee as the hidden man and uh, publican. So uh, this is one of the, the uh, many principles. He's talking about if somebody does something against you, okay? If a brother sins against you, you tell him, And he said he doesn't uh, uh, apologize or repent. He said, get one person or two people to be witness to other people. And if they also come in and the person doesn't budge, he said, now, the final authority on, on earth. Listen carefully. That is why there's difference between sometimes, hello, sometimes somebody can pray for you in the local church. And the church can also pray for you. Sometimes somebody is praying for you, it's not praying for you as a church. Are you here? It is different from when the church prayed. When Peter and James were arrested, it wasn't individuals who prayed for them, it was the church. Bible says, and the church prayed. When the church said the church is God's, God's embassy. The church is the representation of God on earth. So whatever the church says, that's what God knows. That is why when the rapture happens, when the church is taken away, there will not be grace. Nothing will be there. And the Antichrist will begin to operate. The reason why we are enjoying the things we are enjoying is because of the church. So the unbelievers, they don't even know that we are the reason why they are enjoying. Are you here? The day, that's why the Bible said that when the rapture happens and the church is raptured, suddenly different things will begin to happen. Are you here? So here, he was telling them that when somebody speaks as an individual to you, you don't repent. Get somebody to witness it. It doesn't. He said the final person on earth is the church. Let the person be communicated to by the church. If the church tells you something and you don't agree, he said let the person be like an unbeliever and a publican. Can you see it? That is why when in Corinthians, Paul heard that there was somebody in the church who was sleeping with his father's wife. He said that this thing doesn't even happen in the world. He said, when you are gathered together and my spirit is with you, as a church, it wasn't a counsel by himself. He said, we will release the body of this person for Satan to destroy, that his soul will be saved. It's like, when the church takes a decision, that is what God knows. I like the song that says, let the church say amen. So there is a power in the church, especially when there is preaching, when there is prayer, and the church say amen. Oh, it is different from you alone, hiding somewhere and even fasting for 21 days. Because the church is what God knows. Amen. Amen powerful. Again, Acts chapter 8, verse number 1. Look at it. Acts chapter 8, verse number 1. Okay, maybe before that, okay. Bible says, and Saul was consenting unto his death. that the death of Stephen. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church. Are you there? which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. So the persecution, you know, at at that point, the church was only in Jerusalem. So it was through this persecution that the church began to move into other areas. Hallelujah. So when Paul was persecuting the church, it was not persecuting a local church. Maybe, I don't know how I can explain this for you to understand well, but the best I can think of is when somebody is pregnant, when you take a seed, the first 13 weeks, as the uh, baby is fetus, the, the baby may be small like a cloth of blood. Hello? Are you here? That clot of blood is the whole baby. Do do, do you understand what I'm saying? It may be very small. So when you are in your uh, first to 18 weeks and you see even a drop of blood in your panties as a lady, it could be the head of the baby that has come out. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you are a human being now, And I mean, some blood is even uh, 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 oozing. It will do nothing to you. Do do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when the Bible talks about church, Paul persecuting the church, many people take it for granted. Because the church at the time was not the church you are seeing today. That some of the church is in Asia now, is in Europe, is in America. That if something is happening to the church in Europe, the church in Africa can rise up. No, at that time, the whole church was in Jerusalem. So the killing of the people was the destroying of the church. Are you here? So when they killed James and they arrested Peter and are about to be killed, it was the whole church that the devil wanted to destroy it. It wasn't part of the church because Peter was the head of the church. Are you here? Yeah. So, look, those who have done biology can tell you how the, uh, the Y and the S chromosomes will be multiplied. The Ws come from two, it becomes four, and four to what? Eight and uh, 16, and it goes, yeah. So, it can come to the standard now in the 40th week. When you start bleeding and you are pregnant at the age of maybe 40 weeks. You are not so worried. The baby's heart is formed. The head is formed. But from day 1 to week 13, anything that happens, it can be a whole arm of the baby that came out as a, as a small drop of blood. Is Dr. Gugu here? She should have come to tell us some of these things. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says that And Paul was persecuting the church because at the time, the whole church was in Jerusalem. The whole church. The universal church. Hallelujah. All right. Then we go to Acts chapter 2, verse number 47. Look at it. Acts chapter 2, verse number 47. Bible says, Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, to the church daily, such as should be saved. So at that point, the whole church was in one place. Amen. And through persecution, uh, they moved. The sessional church, you see this in First uh, Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 1. So, verse 16, chapter 16, verse 1 and verse 19, we are reading the two. Can we read it together? One go. Now, concerning the coalition for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do. So, this one, it was talking about churches, different churches, different little, little do you understand? It's a sectional church. Then, when it's referred to, Maybe verse number 19. The churches of Asia salute you. Okay, so this was a sessional church. And you also notice that when Jesus spoke to John about a church, he was speaking to the Sessional Churches. In Revelation chapter 1, verse number uh, I think eleven and twenty. 11 and 20. Okay, saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Okay, what thou seest, write into a book and send into the seven churches which are in Asia. Now, a sessional church becomes a local church. So this was the sessional church. You see, the churches in Asia. Now, when you take them one after the other, the church in Thyatira. Uh, in Smyrna, in Pergamos, then it becomes the local church. But the letter was to a session. So if you are very spiritual, you notice that Jesus did not write just to address a session. It would not be likely that if Jesus is writing to us, he will not specify. You may say the church in Africa or the church in South Africa or if he's talking about a sessional church in South Africa, may say the church in Houten, the church in uh, Cape Town. The, so as we are so busy building our local church, we must also pray for other churches because the Lord, you see, you may not know until you become a, a mother or a father that no matter how well one of your sons or daughters are doing if the others are not doing well. You as a mother or a father, you are not happy. You don't sit down and begin to be happy that you have uh, uh, three children and only one is doing well. You are not happy. And And especially if the one doing well can help the other two to do well and is not doing it you will be surprised that the mother will rise up and give inheritance to the two who are not doing well. You will be surprised that Jesus will rise up and help the decaying church because it's part of his body. Won't you take care of your body? Yeah, said so you can do well. Uh, 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 see to yourself that you prosper. But the one who cannot do well may even be given inheritance than the other one hallelujah i pray that we will mature that the grace of god will abound that we understand that we are part of the body of christ hallelujah are you there in the local church oh i love this i love it look at second corinthians chapter eight verse number one still the sessional church Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Bible says, Moreover, brethren, we do uh, we, we do you to with of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Hallelujah. So the churches of Macedonia, these were the sessional church. Let's take one or two local churches and we'll be going. All right. Okay. Did we finish reading 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 19? Did we finish reading it? Okay. Look at this. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their... Hallelujah. This is a local church. So Aquila, the church in the house of Prisla and Aquila. So you can't, that's why a church can be in your house. Yeah, a church, that's this, is a local church. Once they gather in the name of the Lord, where two or three have gathered in his name is a church. So don't think that three people have come to have a service. oh clear off. you are dealing with the part of body of Jesus. It's the local church. Amen. How many are understanding the church better now? So when we talk about, I believe, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. We are talking about in the universal church. All the churches coming together as one. Hallelujah. Which is the communion of the saints. That means that, what is the meaning of communion? Those who have been to school. Communion means fellowship, to share, to communicate, to relate we believe in sharing. We be relating with other saints. Is there a meaning? Okay, I believe in the Holy Catholic the, the communion. Oh, I thought that somebody has a dictionary to tell me what communion means. Communion doesn't mean the bread and wafer you are taking. <laughs> ah, why are you thinking like that? <laughs> it's not your fault. Don't worry. the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially on a mental or spiritual level. Amen. So when we say we believe in the uh, uh, Holy Catholic Church, which means it's the communion of saints. So any saint everywhere, we share and exchange intimate thoughts and feelings especially on a mental or spiritual level. So, anyone anywhere in any church, there must be a communion. There must be a fellowship. Hallelujah. So, when you see somebody who is not part of your church, the person is not your enemy. No. The person. That's why you need to understand. You see, if you don't understand the Apostles' Creed, you can easily think that you are an isolated person. That's why... Pastors, you 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 actually poaching people from another person? You don't understand what you are doing. You are too infant. Your mind is infant. You have not matured. You cannot break somebody's building and use it to build your own. You are desperate to build a house that you come and break me my building and use the bricks to build your own. Ah. I am not even the one to break down that building. (laughs) People who saw you building (laughs) with my blocks will take my blocks and bring it back to me. (laughs) Are you here? So let's mature. Let's mature and really grow up in Christ so that we will understand that we are part of the body of Christ. How beautiful, how wonderful, how beautiful it is. How blessed it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Bible says it will be like the precious ointment that is upon. Oh, the unity of the church is coming back. I said the unity of the church will come back. Yeah, that when we see other churches, we will not frown and we will not criticize, but we will supply. Each joint will supply. We will know that we are members. We wouldn't say that I am the uh, uh, head and Or the the leg. So if you are the eye, you are not part of me. No. The body is one, but different members. Hallelujah. Amen, the men. And amen, the ladies. Are you here? And today, before we go, the church is the assembly. I was going to show you how you join the church. So how do you join the church? How do you join the church? Acts chapter 2, verse number 37 to 41. This is how you join the church. Look at it. The Bible says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day, are you there? And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. The same day were added. So that's how you are added to the church through salvation. That's when you go down to verse number uh, uh, 47. Is that what? Yeah, 47. Go to seven. Praising God. It was talking about these same people. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. Amen. So the only time somebody is added to the church is when people are saved. That is why we always say that there's no addition to the church. There's been uh, shifting, people moving from one church to the other. The real church swells and becomes big when people get saved. Hallelujah. If you're a pastor, you must not be so happy when people have left their pastor and come and join you. The only time you begin to see that you are adding to the body of Christ is when people have come to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Men and brethren, this all time will permit us to be together. But I see you becoming a part of the local church, a sessional church, and you will take your place in the body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ will be glorious. Amen. And I see Can you believe that in the body of Christ, God gives gifts? Say, He gave them gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. May you join to beautify, to glorify, to edify the body of Christ. Rise up as an apostle. Rise up as a prophet. Rise up as an evangelist, as a pastor, as a teacher, and be used mightily by God to beautify his body and to bring glory unto his name in the name of Jesus. Look at it. The Bible doesn't say there is no one who is called to be a baby Christian in the church. He did not say he gave some. He gave some people who don't do anything in the church. He, no! There is, he gave apostles. Can we have that scripture? Even the one that is so nice to me is the teachers. He said he gave some apostles. Can we go? The apostle is the term. One, go. Some, some prophet, because when you are prophesying this, what you say, that says the Lord. Then the longer one. Evangelist, long enough to reach all the corners. Then the love finger, Pastor, Pastor and his love. Then the last one, the one that goes to the uh, teachers. It teaches you and you understand what is being said. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. But listen to this. He said he gave some, 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 some. And so, teachers is not some. So everybody is expected to be a teacher. <laughs> teachers is not some. Everybody, because apostle teaches, prophet teaches, evangelist teaches, pastor must teach. Everyone must be a teacher. So the teaching grace is 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 powerful foundation for all. So you cannot be in the church and you say that asked for me, uh, <laughs> pastor. <laughs> Ah, what are you saying? Just change your mind and become a teacher before something bad happens to you in the church. Look, if you don't become something, before you notice all your friends have become teachers, pastors, evangelists, then you are looking like some oddity. Yeah, then you are not happy in the church. That's what happens. When you don't grow, and you don't do what God will have uh, very soon, you notice that, You are not feeling like going to church. But do something, whatever, in our church, by the grace of God. You don't need to hold a microphone. You can dance. You can do something by all means. And as you do it, you will join the people who are perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry and to edify the body of Christ. And I can tell you, God is not a man to lie, not a son of man to repent. He said, I know thy works. I know thy works. He will never forget. He says he doesn't forget. Don't be wary in well-doing. In due season, if you faint not, you shall receive the reward. May the Lord bless you. May he lift his countenance upon you. May there be a local church in your house. And may you be a pastor of the local church. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord bless you. And cause his face to shine upon you.